0: get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here a very happy good morning to you listener listening into another podcast episode i recorded this one a little bit out of my normal schedule because i literally woke up uh in the middle of the night and i thought you know what i need to make some content around this um, specific topic like my title of the episode says so we're going to be talking about the production manager position uh and i just wanted to kind of hit a few quick things that i've been hearing um, just to try bring you as much free value uh, as possible so as you know in the newer year here um, these podcast episodes are going to be a bit shorter and a bit punchier um, so that you can just come out of it with a couple gold nuggets that you can turn around and think on and put right into your business. So quickly before we jump in, um, you guys have probably seen me posting about it on my social channels, but I am super, super stoked. Um, I'm going to be speaking at uh, Jobber's Professional Development Day coming up on February 16. Uh, so this consider this your little plug for that. Uh, I am uh, so honored that they asked me to be a speaker there. Um, There's going to be 20 speakers uh, presenting on different topics uh, over the half day event, but it's totally free and it's all virtual, which is nice, too. So you don't need to spring for uh, airfare or for hotels or food or anything. You can literally just tune in with an Internet signal um, and a notepad and take a ton of notes. So very honored to be uh, speaking at that. And uh, excited to bring uh, the home service community uh, as much value as I can. So excited for that. I've queued up a link here uh, in the show notes so you can go get registered for that, um, secure your spot, uh, get it put in your calendar so you can have the very most uh, successful 2022 and your most successful year yet, honestly, that would be my goal um, for your business. So um, yeah, go ahead and check that out. But yeah, let's kind of not pull any punches here. As you said, or as I said, we're shorter, we're punchier. So let's dive in. So a production manager, first first off, let's pull out from a macro level. You never want to hire an employee unless they're going to give you your time back and make your life easier okay so some people will get it wrong in our space where they'll just hire people and you know just because it sounds great oh i have four employees but all the employees actually is just this hub and spoke model they point right back to the owner and the owner actually spends their entire day managing these people okay so that's a flawed way of doing things um whether you have a production manager or not if you don't have awesome rock star field staff who can fulfill uh, the work orders that you have booked on the schedule, whether you, the owner, your production manager, you're, you guys are both can have a really tough time um, trying to scale up that business. Okay. So, but some of you have like a really good number two, or you've got one really good crew and you want to go add another one. And you're just like, where is this elusive production manager? Right. And so you might be asking, well, Dave, when do I actually need a production manager? And I would say in the cleaning, exterior cleaning business, generally around $500,000 or so is probably a good time to start thinking about it. Um, and, And to be honest, depending on your infrastructure of your business, you might actually be busting at the seams at that time. And so what I did um, with with my business is um, a few years ago, we had a really big push of growth, right? I got super serious. I learned about systems. I said, okay, I'm going balls to the wall with this thing. I'm going to figure it out. And I need to pull myself out at very, very much as I possibly can get out of the day-to-day of the business. And so I ended up hiring a contact of mine at the time who actually turned into be a really good friend Uh, i was a groomsman at his wedding just a couple years ago and you know we developed this this great relationship and he was only a production manager um, for my company for a year but what we were able to do in that year to throw some numbers at you i was i did one hundred and fifty five thousand uh in my second year pressure washing um and and that was pretty much you know my best go at it i was also running another business at the time like getting married that year like it was just crazy um kind of where where we were at and all the stuff i was juggling but what i did i hired uh my my friend now austin and he had um, managed a student painting company for a couple seasons but kind of found out like man this is a lot of work this is crazy running your business uh, you, you know, when no one knows about you and you have got a student painting name and you're scaling it up. And this is like a very switched on individual um, who did quite well in the student painting system, but came to a point that was just like, this is so much work. Um, I'd rather, you know, plug into a job for a year. And back in my painting days, uh, I had a checked in on him, and actually, I met him at a Starbucks um, when I was running my painting business years ago. I saw this young kid; he had like all his painting contracts scattered. You know, the big table at starbucks It's seats like six or eight people, or whatever. He had this whole thing like covered with painting contracts, and so I was going in, grabbing my coffee, uh, like I do almost every day of the week at Starbucks, and uh, I see this kid, and I said, "You know what? I'm—I got to jump in here and and chat to him." and We ended up chatting for quite some time exchanged contact info i didn't really think anything much of it but then as we got super booked up with our season we're actually able to slide him over um, some work um, that his crews could handle and just kind of became uh, friendly that way and so when he uh, closed up shop for his painting business i said this is a guy i would love to have on my team even if it's just for one year Ended up recruiting him um, to run my whole washing company for that year, uh, and what we were able to do that year, it came in. We did I did 155,000 the year before. A couple employees on my team, very small scale. And with uh, Austin running production, we grew from 155 to 582 in one season. So we almost 4xed what the business was doing. And you might think, oh, those are small numbers. You know, it, it's a lot harder when you get into seven figures. Maybe so, but it's also really difficult when you're small, doing about 150 grand, to scale that up to almost 600 thousand in one season when you don't really have a brand yet. Uh, kind of a lot of things needed to happen behind the scenes. And I I also did end up absorbing one business in there uh, that time as well. Um, So that helped with some of the revenue, but a lot of it, about 350,000 of it um, came from just scrappiness, uh, boots on the ground marketing, which is what I really ultimately teach in depth uh, in my coaching program, because I'm such a believer in it. But I want to keep on topic here and just share this story of what's possible. So it's kind of a story on recruiting the right person. You know, Austin only stayed with me for one year. We boomed up the business and then he moved on uh, and is now uh, a successful realtor in our area. We meet up for lunch. Uh, just a great friend. Like I said, I was in his in his wedding party. And so it's amazing where business can take you. But I want to have the theme of this episode really get your gears turning and think man who do i know in my network that could potentially be a really good production manager again if if you're not planning to kind of get to that 405 like i would say 400,000 minimum you need to hit to justify the cost of a production manager what a lot of smaller companies will do is actually just allocate like a $20,000 line item in their budget to basically spring for, say, a college kid to run their four or five crews in the really busy summer so that they can be freed up to go and sell. Um, that's kind of like the very most elementary production manager role possible. But at some point, you're gonna wanna have this person be year round so that, you know, once you have someone running all your crews in the summer, I can promise you come uh, September, October. You're not wanting to go, gonna go back to manage your crews. You're gonna be having freedom where the crews go out the door, they complete a high level of service, they get paid for that. You don't do any scheduling. Like all you have to do is go out and sell and run the business. It's like the best place possible. So that's why I really push people I work with. Like let's get you to that 500k mark, like kind of sooner than later. Like to be honest with you guys, I would rather have a 500 thousand dollar business with. Um, some help in the office and a production manager, then have those same positions at say a 300000 level. And I also wouldn't want to do $300,000 by myself because it's chaotic by yourself. And at $300,000, you just don't have enough meat on the bones. By the time you pay your technician, your marketing costs, everything, there's not going to be much left for you Um, as as a business owner. And so that's really why years ago when I got Austin on board, I said, this guy is is high caliber. I'm gonna basically pay him to run the business and and run our crews you know we moved from like one and a half crews up to five crews in the summer um albeit just for a few months while we were super busy but you know he was running that he would jump out and do the odd estimate like he was just a total rock star i'd even jump in the field on like a sick call um and so that that was huge and so i was working still 55 60 hour weeks on the regular um, albeit I did end up leaving for like a 40-day vacation during our busy Christmas light season, and Austin took care of scheduling the cruise, doing quotes, and was, was great. And I was in Thailand on my honeymoon um, kind of managing the business and doing backpacking with my wife. So again, mindset adjustment, you can be away once you've got some uh, semblance of a team and some basic systems, um, you can actually be freed up from your business to uh, go out and do other pursuits. Now, I'm not saying do that right away. I was already about three years in the business at this time. We had a bit of momentum and was able to do it because I trusted Austin with the business. And um, you need that high level of trust with a, with a manager, whether that's a production manager uh, or or office manager. You need someone who you could literally trust with, like the code to your front door of your house. That um, needs to be that level of trust. Otherwise, I would not go ahead with hiring somebody um, like Austin, but he had the trust. And so you might ask, well, how do we afford that, Dave? And I would say, one, we would need to deep dive on your numbers and make sure they all work. But two, I would almost rebuttal back to you and say, how can you not afford to do that? Because so many service business owners get stuck in that scale up uh, to kind of 500,000 and they, they usually don't even get there because they're so busy filling in for their crews, doing scheduling, dealing with customer concerns, running to the department store to go buy a ladder, go bring the guys a new hose nozzle, go order the SH, like go, um, you know, go collect a check. Like there's just literally probably 300 things that you find yourself doing um, in a a given six week period, we'll say Um, that is just, you gotta start systemizing and taking off these hats and putting them on a production manager. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck. So when I had Austin, I worked every bit as much, albeit I wasn't in the business much. Right. We'd have our team meeting, but like literally this guy would go to a coffee shop. We didn't have an office at the time. Go to a coffee shop, book up the big table, and we'd have like eight, nine, ten technicians roll in every Monday morning, 715 a.m., and I would go to one of them a month. But Austin just said, look, Dave, I got this handled. Let me just take care of this. I'm gonna get the crews ready. You go out and systematize this business. And so throughout the course of those 12 months, we basically four, almost forexed our growth. Um, I had a production manager run the business. We brought someone in uh, to help in the office and I was able to go and run behind the scenes and work on the business. So to rattle off a few things I did during that year, um number one i went to a couple conferences and got around people with bigger companies rubbed shoulders with them i even visited uh, a friend of mine's shop about four hours away i went and spent two days with them i hand cleaned windows which i suck at um, but went to his crew saw how he runs things and he was running like eight crews at the time and so when you got one or two crews you want to go get around the person who has eight crews because they're going to show you what they're doing Um, So I did that. I made a relationship with a plumbing and HVAC company um, that has 15 residential crews. I went and studied them. Um, I started creating our operations binder, which is now a thick binder of how we run the business. I made hundreds, um, maybe even a thousand systems, but I don't want to overspeak, but hundreds of systems for how this company runs. Um, I looked into franchising the business, met with Uh, a mentor of mine to discuss that. I was in a high-level coaching program with a coaching call every week, working with my coach. Um, I was reading, I would say, one book a week. I think I read about 40 books that year uh, as it pertains to business. I was listening to podcasts obsessively. I was taking tons of notes. I was helping Austin interview our technicians. I was planning team social events to help build culture. Um, I was creating referral programs within Revive. I was figuring out our budget and watching. That's one thing I've never given up yet in the business is really watching the numbers of the business, you know, two hours a week, costing out our jobs, seeing how we're doing sales versus production. Do we need more people? Do we need more jobs? Uh, I was designing print materials with our marketing uh, graphic design. Uh, I was queuing up uh, company emails on MailChimp. I was door knocking around the, the crews where we were working, bringing the guys a coffee, saying hi. I was booking photographers for um, local brand photo shoots. I was designing our christmas light division to launch that later that year like i could go on and on here guys like literally those are the tasks that got the business to where it's at today if i didn't have that help and i was busy sitting on jobber scheduling jobs moving things around running to home depot getting the guys a ladder Like literally in the business, that's like a $25 to $30 an hour task running in the business. When you can pull out, get on the business, do those like 15 things I just said, you can basically value your time at at least $100 an hour, I would say, when you're working on the business. So it's like a tale of two cities, right? Option A, you have the guy who's busy running around in his business all the time, stressed out working tons of hours he's getting paid x amount say 25 dollars an hour okay totally fine fine wage albeit as costs are going up that's probably going to look like more of a lower wage but just follow me on this one then you've got your second guy who puts someone into place pays them 25 dollars an hour plans to aggressively grow the business wants to get to that 500k mark so he can be freed up he's prepared to work as much as the guy in the first example albeit he's working on the different things he's working on the business when you get to new year's eve that end of that year you're gonna have the second guy he's gonna have a structure of his business he's gonna be set up better for the following year um, and and yeah, he may have made slightly less that year in income than the first guy because the then because the, he the second guy had to end up paying for a production manager, but he set up way more for success. He's got a systematized business. He's got a binder. He's got coaching. His mindset's changed. He's ready for 2023. He's got his key man. He can you know continue to grow and build the business around, uh, and he can go get more of them like so that's just what we're talking about like if you just view this this year 2022 i want to make as much money as i can great i'd say don't hire like probably don't hire really anybody and just work yourself into the ground and make a 78 percent profit but for you to do that in 2023 2024 2025 i don't think that's going to be very wise i would rather advise you and say hey let's get a few people on your team albeit sure you don't want to grow four times this year no problem how about we double the business and we add an office assistant this year the following year we don't like i don't really coach anybody in my program to land the business at 300k it's just a very very tricky place to be you either sit tight at 250 and you get a couple helpers and you take a very active role in the business or we're going to push you to like 500k maybe 400 depending on your pricing in your area but you land in that messy middle zone again you're not going to have the meat on the bone to pay people um and you're going to be just running around like a madman and have no time to build systems so i will choose the second option all day every single day of the week and twice on sunday because i am i can operate a business i've done it but i'm a better um, designer of the business i'm a better entrepreneur i'm better thinking in the future than thinking in the day-to-day so i will never run a home service business without having a manager to run the day-to-day otherwise i'm bringing very limited value to the business so i hope this is resonating as we wrap up i'm sure your brain may be filled up with tons of questions and guess what through this podcast, you get me as a lifeline. You can, um, you know, I, I do, like I tell you guys a lot, I give my internal members of the coaching program my absolute best, but I do try check my messages on my email for people who trickle in from the podcast. So Dave at homeservicebusinesscoach.com. If you've got a quick question, um, go ahead and ask it. I'll do my absolute best to answer it. Um, but I just want to wrap up and say, you got to think, Who, not how in your business. I didn't come up with that. I borrowed it from Dan Sullivan, a business coach, um, who basically says, when you approach your business, don't be thinking today, how on earth am I going to be getting all this stuff done? Start thinking, Who can I put into place to get that stuff done within my company? And years ago, that person was Austin. He was my who, the day-to-day of the business, because I wanted 12 months to run around like a madman and not have to deal with the inner workings of the business. I wanted to be working on the business. So I'm not saying you need to dive in and 4X and hire someone full-time and do all this. Literally look at maybe taking a technician you have right now and let's put them into small managerial tasks one day a week. Maybe do they do route work four days a week and they get one day a, a week where you can train them to be your production manager and maybe add it into more of a full-time role. So. Austin's moved on. Um, we're still good friends, and he learned a lot of leadership management skills, uh, as did I during that time years ago. And it put me on this path where now I've got an operations manager. And Steve, we could do a whole nother podcast. But Steve's bought in for the long term, right? Um, he he he's a rock star. He's running uh, all our crews right now, and he's you know growing himself up through the company very quickly. So when you get the right person. As a leader, your best thing you can do is show them the roadmap, what they could become within your company, and then literally get out of their way. Like if you're listening to this and you're an owner of your business, you're probably a little bit of a control freak. I had to build systems and trust Austin to go manage these, I think we did like 800 jobs that year or something, right? Like it's just, it's that level of trust. You got to be like, okay, I fully trust you. I got to hit my business goals, so we got to do this. And there's obviously checks and balances you can do. Austin and I would do a very short check-in call at the end of the day, five to 10 minutes. How did the day go? As he got more comfortable in his role, um, we move that to every few days, and then we'd have a weekly hour and a half meeting um, where we'd go through the business at a high level. So short and sweet, guys, there it is for you. I want to encourage you, think about getting that production manager. Maybe it's not a this year thing, But let's make it a next year thing let's start growing your revenues to where things are busting at the seams that you can't help but put someone into the day-to-day operations of your business so you know if you're a visionary listening this you're probably good at sales and marketing or getting better at it you've got to marry your match and find somebody to run your production or an operations otherwise your time will just never be freed up you're going to be giving the business 55 hours of your time in the business and you're going to have like two to five hours working on the business it it's better than zero hours but it's going to take a long time to get you to your goal so find a lot of encouragement with this hit me up if you got any questions and i do really appreciate um you guys subscribing and and even some of you sharing these episodes too like if you're in a facebook washing group or two please if you can copy this link say good value in this one check it out hit it up um, if you found any value at all, that's all I'd ask. I don't charge anything for the podcast. It's free advice. Take it. Um, I'm I'm sure if you listened this far, you found some good value. So do me a solid. Hook it up on a Facebook group um, and connect with me too on email. Would love to chat with you guys. Anyways, we'll let you run. And thank you so much for listening today. And I'm looking forward to the next episode already. And all the best as you go out and recruit and get that production manager in so you can go who, not how in your business. We'll chat to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.